Today, I'm sitting down with the incredible woman behind G Beauty, an expert in modernizing beauty experiences, Miriam and her three daughters, Celine, Natalie, and Stephanie G. Join us as we learn how they built their business, their tips for the best brows, and what's coming up next for G Beauty. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Makash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guests for today, Celine, Miriam, Natalie, and Stephanie. They are the mother and daughter's team behind G-Beauty, a multi-generational modern beauty destination for the best in class products, treatments, and experiences. Launching in 2005, G-Beauty was one of the few businesses focusing on brow treatments and today continues that drive for innovation with beauty solutions that are fast yet effective. The G-Women are experts in everything brows, lashes, skincare, and makeup, heading up two studios in Miami and Toronto, where they describe themselves as part best friends, part beauty advisors. I love that the brand was built on beauty and wellness as a lifestyle, and it comes from such an authentic respect for both the industry and consumers, and means that while trends may come and go, G-Beauty is for life. I cannot wait for our conversation today, so thank you so much to you all for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing introduction. <laughs> so Thank you. I'm here anytime. Anytime. <laughs> so I ask all my guests the same questions. I'm going to go one at a time. And I guess the person I choose first is the short straw because they're going to have the rest of them can, can take some time to think about the answer. But I'll start first with Miriam. And my question is, who in a nutshell is Miriam? Miriam is a very empathetic, kind, curious, ambitious person. Love that. I'm very proud of all my all those qualities, yes. As you should. That's who I am. Oh, I love it. And my next one will go to Natalie. Um, Natalie is, I'm very strong. I think for, um, I'm the eldest of the three girls, you know, from my mother and my father. And I am definitely a product of their zest for entrepreneurship. I am very driven. I'm focused. I'm really always the one to say, let's like, let's do this. Let's take the chances. Let's take the risks. I'm a little bit stubborn. I definitely want to see things, but I'm also capable of always hearing the bigger, the bigger picture. I love being in a room with people that know more than me. And I love learning from people as well. I have become, you know, since having children, I've become a lot love and kindness have really just imploded within me. You know, you really see and learn things from a very new perspective. I just really have an appreciation for being grateful and thankful for all the things. And so I look at peace, like I look for peace. And so I think, yeah. That's beautiful. That's who I am. I'm going to start using that word zest to describe you. (laughs) Zest, I love it. (laughs) Um, Next up, uh, let's go to Celine. Um, I would say that I'm a creative for sure, an entrepreneur, but definitely a creative. I'm a nurturer, I would say, like um, a nurturer, like a caregiver or a lover, like that. I'm like a connector within the family. People always say, oh, you're in the middle. Like, I don't know, you know, I didn't have that experience of people feel like that meant they were like forgotten about. I, you know, I'm, you know, very much like a connector within the family dynamic. I'm a very visual person. So I see everything in terms of like visuals or pictures or, you know, that that's the gift I was given is just my eye. So whether it's like design or whatever it might be, I'm just drawn to that, to beauty and travel and, um, and curious, definitely curiosity. Both my parents are creative. So I have that curiosity, which I think is really like a secret ingredient to youth. 
I'd say, you know, great energy. I love it. when you said connect it, everyone was like nodding. You know, this is more of an audio podcast. Everyone was like, yep, yep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and last, I mean, Stephanie, I, I guess you had some time now to think. So what's your answer? Um, I would say I am a sponge or a culmination of everyone in the G family, personally and professionally. I am definitely the kind of person who, if I don't know the answer or know the way, I am very determined to figure it out. I am a very hard worker, definitely sensitive, very driven to execute and achieve all of our goals. I'm also creative. I'm a content creator, but I love the financial and analytical part of our business. I am a fiance and I am a proud youngest sibling. I, I love being the youngest sibling and I hold that title proudly. So did, I, did I just, I guess out of randomness, did I just choose that perfectly from yeah. oldest to youngest? Was that the way I just yeah. did that? That, I didn't even plan that. That was just some energy they're telling me that. <laughs> Perfect. Because uh, that was going to be one of my questions, but there we got it. Um, so I kind of want to start a little bit at childhood in the beginning, because for me, you know, a lot of my inspiration behind Fable and Maine is my childhood memories of my grandma using Ayurvedic rituals and massaging these oils. And really, when you're young, you really get some of those first glimpses into beauty. You don't realize later in life that you might create a future career out of it, but it generally is one of those really profound moments that you remember. So do you guys have, and maybe I'll start with you, Miriam, with your childhood and then later with the, the, the children, um, kind of what were your first memories of beauty growing up? I am the kind of person that um, I take every situation, if it's bad or, or really bad, and I try to recreate it in my mind to be beautiful. It's, it's, mm. I feel it was a gift from God. And so everything that I would look at as a child, I would want to make it more beautiful. And I feel that yeah. was my first introduction to beauty. Like if, if things were not in a good situation in my mind, I would turn it around to make it the best and the most beautiful situation so that I could deal with it and see if I could help. So it wasn't about skincare or mm. uh, makeup that my first introduction with beauty is if I would see not a nice picture of something in my life, I would turn it around and I would create this beauty in my mind. So that has led me to be a very, very positive person and a real, um, I have a lot of resilience to create things and make them beautiful. Um, so that to me, I was always styling things and making things more beautiful and when I got the first opportunity to see about beauty is that when I was, I matured very quickly. So my, my skin really broke out really bad and we were very poor. So I couldn't really, I mean, I don't even know if we had dermatologists then, but so I would create different concoctions, almost like what you did growing up with your grandmother and tried to take natural things. And I really would cover my face all the time with these kind of self-made masks and uh, tried to really heal my skin. So that was my first introduction to um, skin beauty. And I would then, um, you know, develop it. And when um, I came from a very strict Orthodox family, and I understand it now, but I had, uh, you know, a natural ability to draw. And my parents thought, you know, if you were an artist, it wasn't a good thing then where now it's just so welcomed. So I would draw with my eyes. And so I would take your face and I would draw with my eyes and I would create beauty. And I would, you know, um, when I self-taught, I would take, I don't know, it was so long ago, it was the ad for Revlon and it had Lyndon and had, you know, Christy Turlington and I would copy their faces and I would fill it in with pencils and shading. And so that's how I taught myself to be a makeup artist. So it was really an evolution from the first moment that I wanted to turn non-beautiful things into beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's my introduction. So I'm, I'm a self-taught makeup artist and my story of how I started that is interesting, but um, it could be for, you know, another podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, we're, we're going to get into that today as well. I'm, I'm ex that's a big part of, oh, I want to get into that, but that's such a beautiful um, answer. Cause I've asked that question to many, many founders and 
I've ne- they always say straight away like oh it was this 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 ritual this mask or this but I love that you started with you always saw things and you you know you saw the beauty yes. and you wanted to make it it's 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 really a beautiful way to to frame that so um yeah well very well I can see um you know uh very similar to my mother too like having that kind of mindset just is such an amazing place to be uh, around growing up so I'm sure now if I if I turn to um the children uh would love to know some of your memories so maybe I'll start with you Natalie as the eldest absolutely you know it's interesting because Celine and I are very close in age and my parents decided to have stuff I think my mother would have had like 10 kids if she could you know so Celine and I grew up very close we're 14 months apart Steph is 10 years younger And so for Celine and I, you know, when you're a kid, all you want to do is like hang out with your friends and, you know, you just want to sort of be a kid. And we were, we had a great, really great childhood. Both of our parents grew up in a very similar way with not a lot of wealth and whatever they did, whatever they accumulated, they did so through their own strengths, their, their resilience, their um, tenacity. Yeah. Their love for, for learning more. And so we grew up with like, Beauty from Miriam and visually, like I think when Miriam talks about the visual aspects of beauty, vision was a big part of the way that we were brought up, not from a superficial perspective, but the care and attention you took to create something to bring it to life. And then Alan, our father, who's now part of our business, but um, actually he was also from London, had advertising agencies. And so we grew up with like what is your what is your brand all about? Really learning about business and branding and the idea, what advertising really meant, talking about your ideas, marketing your ideas, and then beauty. So, you know, we would be like growing up with, you know, watching in the bath, literally in the bathroom. My mother would be like in the bath, we would be watching her. We would really we learned about the rituals as she talked about very naturally, you know, what it meant to apply your skincare. And then with our father, who would like take us out for, you know, bagels and would talk to us and say, you know, girls, what are your, you know, what are you passionate about? What are you about? passionate about? You know, what are your like, goals? And we would always say like, see, take Ooh. us to museums, yeah. take us to art galleries, you know, and make and ask us questions that you didn't know how to answer as a young kid, but it, you didn't forget the question. Exactly. You know? Like provoked you in a way where you felt frustrated, maybe that you didn't know it, but wanted to learn it. And so Celine and I really grew up. Um, with this like duo, um, you know, this, this incredible, like these incredible ends to the books that we were. And that's really how we grew up. We really grew up with a lot of creativity. We would dress up all the time. We would always do tea time. I mean, that for us, we would really dress and creating things were a part of our childhood, bringing something to life, dressing up, having fun, even like birthday parties, the way that we wrote birthday cards. It was just something with a lot of our parents really gave us, I think, everything that they didn't have growing up, which was a lot of attention, a lot of time and a lot of focus. I think they wanted to create these little you know, essentially what we are now, these, these business women. I love that. They, they grew up with a lot of storyboards. <laughs> uh, what a, a useful kind of trait today when building a business. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great when it comes from an authentic place of just creativity, inner creativity, I call it, you know, it's the most authentic form. Uh, but maybe, maybe Stephanie, if you want to add as well, because uh, I know it's a bit later than, uh, was it, so it's 10 year apart, right? Yes. So I grew up, sort of absorbing it all, watching my sisters at the time diffuse their hair with mousse. Their heads were always flipped over with diffuser and their Aussie sprench spray. And then when I was really young, my mom, I'm sure as a way to like be around me when I was so little, but Miriam would always do her makeup on the floor of my bedroom. I have mirrors in front of my closet. So I would wake up to makeup. I was around it all the time. And then, you know, struggled with my own skin when I was also around eight, nine, 10. And so, um, at that time, the only brands that were really speaking to younger audiences were brands like proactive, which completely destroyed my skin at that time because I was so young. And so, um, that's when I really leaned into, you know, all of my mom's and sister's knowledge about how to take care of my skin. But, I used to put on my mom's red lipstick like right before the shower so no one would see and I could wipe it off. But I always saw the beauty in beauty because it made everybody around me feel so good and so empowered. So 
now I just, I think of any, anything to, you know, support our beauty routines, I just think is such a lucky, amazing gift that we get to use these things to make us look and feel our best. Oh, it's beautiful. No, and it's, it's, I love hearing all everyone's own unique experiences, but I think it's such a collective same story at the same time that you've shared. I just want to add to that too. One yeah, thing that Mary really taught us was like, I always remember my mother putting herself together. You know what I mean? Like mm. being intentional before she went anywhere, like whether it was the lipstick or, you know, her hair or her outfit, it was like a, a sign of respect to whatever she was going to do. Like putting yourself together meant something. It meant you considered yourself. You were thinking about the other person and the other experience. Like that's how we understood it. Like it was, it was, you know, putting yourself together to be prepared for anything. That was kind of the idea when Miriam was speaking about presentation, whether it's like someone coming over to dinner and putting the mustard in a little dish instead of putting the jar on the table, like things like that to make it considered to give people an experience. I think that's really where it all started too. It was like we had the ability to make things look beautiful or exciting or enticing in order to create this experience, you know? So we're all able to do that in our own different ways within the business. I think also like the, the the importance of these small actions have such mighty impacts as well. Like the things that you're mentioning as well, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's very powerful that little memories that probably most people wouldn't remember was still so profound today. Um, and if you don't put that energies in all those, every point and touch points, you don't really um, feel that kind of in that purpose and that, that love that, you're really trying to exude. So I think that's very important, and especially when now looking at a brand level, right? Uh, sometimes we think of macro pictures, but everything from the details are so important because you don't know who's coming across your brand in what forms and, and what experience they get. So they need to feel it in all forms. And I think that's a very important point. Um, I, I do want to talk, I want to go into the, the, the creation of G, but I do want to talk a little bit with you, Miriam, about your career and background um, as a makeup artist and then working in editorial. So could you like paint us that picture of how that all came to be? It's um, a really beautiful love story. I started out in the building that we were um, actually in right now about, I guess about four, 39 years ago and we're back into the same building, but I wasn't really back in the day when you had computers that were the uh, digital cards, right. And sorted that. And so I started in that, but I always, um, and Celine really coined it. I always had this thrive and passion for um, experience and for, you know, makeup and styling. And um, I, I um, wanted to really get into um, a more of a creative um, environment. So I left the industry of computerization and really bullied and knocked down doors and I got the opportunity to work as a freelance makeup artist. And when I think of it now and I think, oh my gosh, like there was no stopping me. And I really just wanted to become a makeup artist. And this was after, um, you know, having the two children uh, before Steph was born. And then I met with a, um, no, I did, I was doing uh, makeup on set and there was a magazine and I did a lot of editorial. And at that time you had to do hair and makeup. And I did a lot of editorial for Flair magazine. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but it was a, you know, national Canadian magazine. And I think it was also in the U S but the editor at the time, um, she uh, really took a liking to me and she created a, a position for me in flair uh, for me to become an associate um, beauty editor editor and fashion and at that time um, I just thought okay um, you know I was doing uh, so, oh so sorry I'm going to backtrack so as models would sit in my chair um, and at that time we there wasn't a place like G Beauty so you couldn't go somewhere to do your eyebrows as soon as they'd sit in my chair I would um, tweeze because Natalie knows threading but I didn't I didn't do threading so I would tweeze their eyebrows and because I would draw faces with my eyes I had a very innate understanding about structure so I would really do their eyebrows fantastic and they they were really 
pursuing me to open up a small little place and say, you know, Miriam, open this up, you know, get a room. We'll, we'll make sure we'll all come there. And at that same time, I started to think, oh, it would really be great if we had a, you know, a place where we could take care of people's brows, their skin, because I would also, you know, recommend skincare to them because at that time models, like they just, you know, they were young and they just showed up and you really had to prepare the skin and the brows and the hands for before they go on, on set. Right. So I started to think about it and I would talk to Natalie about it and, um, Celine was very interested in, in um, art design. So um, what happened after that? I was thinking about it. And go ahead. No, I was going to say simultaneous to that, when we were in our skin struggles or like at that same time, there was nowhere for us to go where we each felt comfortable right. in our stages of beauty or our challenges. So because Miriam was so educational with us and emphasized the importance of routine and keeping up with your skincare we went to the right places because of Miriam's sort of guide to figure it all out, but there was nowhere for us to go that yeah. was modern. Everything was a traditional spa or it was in and out nail salon, brow waxing mm-hmm. where there lacked experience or education. So, right. so and I, I did connection too, like how you maybe need yeah. to be spoken to as like a 12 year old who just had, you know, didn't know what to do, but needed help. But, you know, that's where my empathy comes into. But what what happened then was I I did a lot of work on set and went to work for Flair magazine. And then um, there was a great opportunity for me at Chatelaine magazine. So I went there. But in while I was there, I would always talk about this great dream we had. And I wanted to open up a place that we can really cater to, um, you know, specific beauty needs. Right. And then I would talk about it so much and I even drew some things and had some notes on it. And one day Natalie said to me, mom, stop talking about it. Give me your notes. Let's sit down at the kitchen table and let's start this. And I said, oh, how are we going to start this? You know, it's, it's just so difficult, you know, and she said, give it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll start it. Right. And we actually started at the kitchen table for three years and created G beauty. And it was the most exciting time of our lives. Um, we traveled around, we wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything like our concept. And to be quite honest, there wasn't anything like us to do services and retail at the same time. And, um, we collectively came up with the concept of not doing eyebrows in a room. We want to make it very open and to make it part of, you know, your beauty routine. And I, you know, I, Celine and Alan and Natalie and Steph was, you know, she was young, but she remembers working at the kitchen table. That's for sure. And so it evolved over three years, four years, um, even to find our location. We were very, very specific and we really based it on the client's experience, you know, of getting these services and being really recognized and validated when they walk through our doors. So it was, you know, a dream come true. It's a real love affair. It truly is. And And, uh, blessed to have my partners with me. I was actually about to say, because obviously I've launched my business with my my sister and having a family run business uh, is, people always say, oh, I can't believe you work with your family. And I'm always like, but like, it's, it's actually, it shouldn't be perceived always as like, how can you? That's amazing. It's more like, well, why shouldn't you? If anything, these are your people that you trust from, you know, from your minute you were born in. And I think if anything, they can be the most powerful partners in life, uh, business and, and personally. So what is it like? Uh, I would love to go to all of you and answer, ask this question, but like, what is it like working with your family? I'll start. Yeah, start with, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, for us, I think that, you know, we are a family at the end of the day, good and bad. Do we, you know, bicker or whatever? Like, of course, that's, cool. that's, that's natural. But, you know, we are blessed that it actually works. You know what I mean? We are all interested in what we do. We all are able to like shine in our own, you know, light and have our own areas of expertise. We have, you know, a shared value system. We all, you know, we all have the same metrics of right and wrong, how people should be treated, 
We have, so the values are there. We have the same ideas of success. We have similar goals. Like we know what success looks like and we're all aligned in that way. We all have the same work ethic. Um, It's not, you know, we all understand what it takes to succeed and achieve. And we're all like very determined. So all of those commonalities really give us the same runway, you know? And then of course we have different styles, different strengths, and all of those things do balance. So when someone has a very strong idea, we're all ready to listen because like Natalie has influence over me. We all have influence over each other. So I want to know what she's so passionate about because she will sway me. And then I will give my opinion and we will get to that place together. And we've never done anything without us all being on board. And when you know, when even one person isn't on board for something, you're like, this isn't going to work. Like, We've all got to be behind it. So in business, we are really able to work out the family dynamic very, very well. So for us, it's like the same for you. It's it's really the blessing, you know, it's just an obviously trust and the, you know. And I love the fact that, you know, you have your commonalities, but I think those differences are so important to allow to be sung and you have to move and let space for them because uh, I kind of always say it to my sister, um, if she says something and I fully don't agree with that launch, I'll still say, you know what, we're doubling up the, the reach of our consumer now because it's your vision, my vision. There are people that will really sing to your vision. So I got to let that shine. For you guys, you've got quadruple the reach because you've got four individuals now, you know, so that's even a double win there. But, um, but generally speaking, it is important to know when to listen and when to speak. And I think that's the balancing act. And it is hard sometimes with family. It's not easy. And not everyone can go into business with their family. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing it with, with non-families. Like that's when people say that to us, I'm like, how do you choose somebody that isn't your family to trust with everything you have? <laughs> I know. I I, 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 I am the exact same. I, I, I will say though, this is quite funny. Like someone asked me, like, if you made another brand, would you do it with your sister? And I'm like, I think one is enough. Like, I'm happy with just this one. It's already a lot. But uh, but I wouldn't do Fable and Mame with anyone else but her. Um, but uh, I, I kind of, so going a little bit back actually to the birth of G-Beauty. So I know Natalie and, and Miriam, you guys co-founded it initially together. Can you just tell me a little bit about sort of the decision-making behind the name G-Beauty using the family name and that first early days? I mean, the early days were really so fun because they were really so, it was such a discovery, you know, and it was such an unveiling of so much that we didn't even know what was to happen. Like I always say, it's like you write this business plan and then you can literally throw it out the window because you're just, whether you're getting financing from the bank or from family or from yourself, it's like, that's really what you need to get started. And so writing the business plan, starting the business was really interesting. We got some early advice to meet with as many people as possible. And so Miriam and I, we met with several different accountants, bankers, lawyers, people that we really admired in every facet of every business, um, advertising, um, editorial. And I mean, I can't even remember all the people that we met. And so creating the name was something like that was a whole to do. Figuring out how you wanted to structure your company financially was a whole to do. So with the name, it was interesting. You know, we had a lot of different names for our business. They ranged from the way we described the business to something that we wanted to do. And then we had a really interesting conversation with a lawyer who talked to us a lot about companies like Coca-Cola, FedEx. These were all created names. And something that we wanted to do was we were always super proud of our, I think from our parents, like in the family, in conversations with our family, the fact that both of my parents, my mother and my father really came from such humble beginnings and created what they did together, whether that was Miriam in her editorial world or Alan in his, you know, advertising world, we were always a very proud family to really accomplish that because it really showed us that, you know, it's not always about the wealth of what you have. It's about the wealth that's within. And so our name was always really special to us. My father is from the UK. His name was changed during World War II. And so this name to us really was a very proud name. And it was a name that he really felt 
um, that he wanted to always share. He never had any sons. And so he always, you know, joked around with his having three daughters. And so our last name was always very important. And so I think the, the idea of choosing our name to represent our business was really the best way to showcase our true spirit in business and a way for us to show how proud we are of his legacy and a legacy that he wanted us to carry on. If let's say we decided to get married and not have last name of G. Um, and so Choosing G, like having it G Beauty, you know, we went in different, you know, iterations with um, putting G with different other, you know, words. And essentially, beauty was an encompassing of everything that we wanted to do. We always knew that we wanted to bridge the gap between a beauty service um, or a spa and a department store. You know, for us, beauty was really all about, or the routine was always really about, you know, accessing it as easy as you would getting your coffee in the morning, brushing your teeth, going to the gym. We wanted the beauty routine to feel very accessible and, in, and inclusive of your lifestyle. You know, we all grew up in neighborhoods where you went to your public school, you went to, you know, uh, your convenience store, your your restaurant. And so, to us, we wanted you to indulge in your beauty routine in that similar way, um, once a week, twice a week. And we wanted the experience to feel very fresh. You know, Steph touched on um, our all of our, like, teenage skin. But when we were all teenagers, we suffered with terrible acne. And um, Miriam, you know, we found spas that would take us. For a long time, you couldn't really find spas or estheticians that would really work on a teenager because, you know, our skin is like... It's, it's messy. We've got a lot of, you know, layers. And so we really wanted G Beauty to be somewhere where you could come in with your 12 year old daughter with, you know, and you could, your mother would bring you in and then, or your 12 year old, your daughter would say, mom, I want you to come to this great place. So it was really a place of accessibility with your, with your beauty routine that we really loved. And so again, it was really sort of combining the essence of our name with, um, you know, with the beauty routine, the accessibility factor. We ended up opening our first studio in 2005, where we still are in Toronto, in a really beautiful neighborhood that we absolutely love. And it was a place that we were also going to frequently. And, you know, it was around the corner from a very busy street. So it sort of felt like you had to choose the corner where you were at. And again, we really wanted you to embrace your beauty. So when you came into G Beauty, you could essentially see brows happening at the same time as your makeup application. And so this like real studio, effect. exactly the real studio effect and people became curious, like, Oh, like I, what's Steph doing over there? Like she's getting her makeup. What's that all about? And instead of just doing your makeup, we wanted to teach you how to do your makeup, you know, giving you the tools and the education and knowledge is still such a strong part about, of what we offer you. Facials are done in private, like, you know, private rooms. Exactly. But I think it was just this, um, you know, coming, bridging together the department store where you could walk and get your product to the traditional day spa where you felt really closed off and sort of, it was more serious. Like you had to robe up. We really wanted a place where it felt very fresh. Like again, we would say the word like modern a lot, you mm -hmm. know, a modern studio experience where it was like, we didn't want anyone to just pull a product off the shelf. We wanted to engage with you about your skincare, get to know you, ask you questions, create a regimen designed for your unique skin. So it was really every touch point was this experience, the welcoming, the, it wasn't as retail aesthetically. It didn't look as retail driven as another kind of department store where you were behind a counter. Like we wanted you to feel like you could be in a really chic, beautiful home or in a more like boutique type of experience. And I think the other thing just to touch on is this multi-generational aspect of a, you know, us as women, the generations of us. And as Natalie touched on, like a 12 year old could be having a facial, her mother could be, you know, getting her brows done. And then her mother could be having a makeup lesson. We wanted the generations and we, we speak to all the different generations or even the different stages. Like Natalie is in her stage, Steph is in her stage. And we really own the stages that we're in and want to create experiences based off of that. And just being a place that you really wanted to come to, you know, that was important to us. We always, people would say like, Oh, I'm back again. And it's like, we get to see you again. Like we want to see you once a week. Like there's no like thinking about, am I there too much? 
Oh, that's amazing. So I also, because I know right now there is, of course, the, the two locations and then you have, you're retailing not only the services you have, but you also have other products, but you also have your own line. And when did that come into the mix? So we always had our own makeup brand that we worked with um, from the beginning. It was, um, we worked with a, a lab and had had some products and we're, Miriam actually was the, the one who said like, we let's focus on our own brand of makeup or figuring out products that best speak to the client because we had multi-brand, you know, I think we started with SkinCeuticals and a few other brands. And we really knew that we needed the medically driven um, and definitely back bar of the services to really, you know, create products that people could integrate into their daily lives and create skin regimens. And what we noticed was that, People would come out of the facial room and they would have their makeup done. We had so much interaction with our clients and their skin. You know, we would see what irritated them, what they were looking for, what what suited their lifestyle, what they needed to touch up on the go. And so we really understood all of this information. And we we did start with, you know, an edited collection of makeup. But over time, we really were saying everybody wants it could be anything, something in a pump. Everybody wants a glow. I mean, everybody has different skin types, but ultimately people want brightness or people want a glow or people want to touch up with something. And we had all of this information that we accumulated over time and would start to refine the offering, you know? And it's like, you also learn, and we, we always have as like a guiding principle. We always say like, you can't be everything for everyone. You can't do it all. We have to do what we do really, really well. It's why... We didn't really get into other categories within beauty because we had to focus on what we loved. And so within the makeup, we would refine the line, learn more about our clients, go back to our lab saying, we're looking for these kinds of formulas. How can we work together to create more and more of this type of product? And obviously coupled with all of the brow services and the facial services, skin, like, you know, makeup for the skin and products for brows were really dominating categories for us. And we would refine the offering to basically where we are now and really in the last maybe five years and then post-pandemic, really focusing on these lifestyle skin products that are multi-purpose, work for a variety of skin types and can be built and customized based on your lifestyle and your skin type. You know, our skin is not all even and all perfect all of the time. And so you have to kind of, like you would get dressed with your clothing in a different way each day use your makeup in the same way. So it's really about this like foundational wardrobe of great pieces that can be layered and customized to suit your skin. And so it's really about easy to use formulas on the go. This idea of our our signature aesthetic when it comes to makeup or the signature G look is this kind of like easy to use, effortless, fresh skin, you know, and it can be layered with a great blush, a great lip liner, all the things. But for us, it's like, let's get your skin feeling beautiful because that's really how you like radiate from within. So it's, that's really the foundation of the makeup. That's amazing. And so I kind of want to maybe I'll ask Stephanie this because um, I know you run in your role, you do the social media as well. And we'd love to know a little bit about sort of some of the hero skews and the things that people have been loving on on social and you know maybe tiktok as well and because that's where at the end of the day we love our own products and later i'll ask you all for your favorite one but what's most important is what everyone loves as well the consumer is the family there. absolutely so our hero product is prime skin which is really our version of that no makeup makeup but as celine said buildable breathable glow enhancing we really do all wear it obviously ourselves in our different way one pump to the gym, two pumps to work, maybe three pumps to dinner. Um, so that's our hero product. It has shade adapting technology. So it, it comes in a variety. We have nine shades and each shade is formulated ultimately to match your true skin tone. Um, it has hyaluronic acid. The glow is beautiful and very real, lives with you, breathes with you. So that's our hero product. Um, and then second to that, what has really popped off are our brightening concealers and our mascara. So all like Celine said, buildable to create the look, our brightening concealers also have brightening tones in them to really help with discoloration, blue and red tones under the eye, 
pigmentation. Um, our multi mascara is an incredible lengthening, buildable, strengthening, clean mascara. And then one of my personal favorites are our color stick. That's a big collection of ours. It ranges from blush tones to highlighters to cream bronzers to contour. And those can be used cheekbone, eyelids, lips. Um, so that's really our core collection. One of my heroes is, which I know we'll get into, but is our multi-stick, which is a more creamy matte coverage because I have really oily, glowy skin. Um, and on TikTok, we're definitely finding our voice on TikTok, but the creators that are drawn to our makeup or drawn to our prime skin and our bronzers, really like Celine said, everything's multi-purpose. So we recommend our bronzer as eyeshadow or blush as eyeshadow. Um, and then really our, our community is probably strongest and most connected on Instagram. And that's really where we lean into our community. We ask them what launches they're looking for, or if we were to create X, how would you want to use it? Or what's something that, you know, you're wanting from G beauty. And so we are extremely tapped in. And I think one of the blessings for our business in the pandemic was pivoting to, being only online and really connecting to our audience with Instagram lives. We hosted tons of live interviews with brand founders of brands we carry. The four of us went live all the time. We did honestly daily like reels and stories and videos and virtual consultations. We really pivoted obviously, but it really allowed us to build such a tr even more trusted relationship with our audience. So by the time we launch something, clients, you know, our community feels so part of it, which is, you know, our greatest, our greatest gift. And we really are real people within our brand. Like we are all struggling with our skins in our own way or with our makeup routines. And so we're all coming up with these ideas and concepts because we need them too. Just like with the creation of the studios and the services, there was nowhere for us to get result-driven facials, you know, so we created it. Steph, don't forget our brushes. So we were raised with the concept of always use the tools in your toolbox when it came to anything from your skincare to, you know, working with a tutor, if you were struggling with math, like I was. And so we really think of the brushes, like those tools in your toolbox to enhance the makeup and make you, you know, feel equipped. We always say our makeup really isn't even for makeup artists. It's the more you blend our makeup with the brushes, the better everything looks. So our brushes are synthetic. We have a range of full size to travel size. We have incredible dual ended brushes, again, making it really multi-purpose. So you can be using a color stick for bronzer and contour. Um, and our brushes really are that hand in hand when we do, you know, see creators and real people using our makeup as much as they love the makeup, they love the brushes because they feel so equipped to do their makeup really beautifully. We really do custom design them based on like, because we'll all, again, we'll do the makeup lessons with the clients. And we see when we do a lot of like makeup masterclasses, it's even just kind of how to hold the brush that people need to learn about. So it's really like, what would suit best for their hand? How would they blend well? Like, how can we show them the education? So like Steph said, the, the tools are the makeup best friends. Like, they are what makes the makeup easy to wear, easy to blend. I mean, you have to be really good at makeup to use your fingers and do it really, really well. So I have a cute little story about the fingers, which is speaks to our father, oh, yeah. a lover of cars. He used to despise when we would get makeup on the steering wheel of the car. And so I always tell people using the brushes will actually help you from not getting makeup everywhere, like let alone the steering wheel. So they really are a tool for a reason. And the other benefit that I really feel um, that's very unique about the four of us is that we're also, you know, we're women. We we love beauty. We love the feel of, of applying great um, techniques to our skin and our makeup. And we're we're not we're we're in it, and we're also on it. So we're in it every single moment of the day, even before we start our day, right? So there's there's a uniqueness about that because we are speaking with from our hearts about our product. And that's where the passion comes because people say, you know, wh where's this passion from? And I say, when you use something and you dream of it and you, you know, you're so in it, that's the passion, you know? And so that's the uniqueness of the four of us. And as you know, I have different passions because I'm aging, right? And so everybody has their own, but we're so in it and we believe in it so much. We're not in as winners. We're really in as believers. And I feel that's the uniqueness about 
the G Beauty makeup, the G Beauty team, the G Beauty, you know, establishment and the four and the four partners, you know. I want to talk about that a bit because that's um, quite interesting as well, because with your own individual journeys as well, you'll see new opportunities with the business come through it. Cause this is the journey you're on, right? This isn't like a, and probably a legacy you're building within the family, um, that will continue. Um, uh, it really reminds me of what Anastasia has done with Anastasia Beverly Hills, your story, you know, like she's now brought Novena in and she wants to pass this on. And she's still at 18 years into the business, signs every PO and put so much love in. And whenever I hear what you guys are speaking, I can really see such synergy. And we were talking with her about like new opportunities arising through things. So for example, you were mentioning aging, Miriam and stuff like, are these things that you kind of now look at and now find ways to translate that into potential new MPD or focuses on the brand? It does. And, you know, what just, I'm just going to say one thing that you can continue on Natalie is that we've always been very open and transparent about who we are and where we, you know, what we do. Right. And so aging, I know it's a, a fearing uh, feeling for a lot of people, but, you know, my, my upbringing was, you know, you really embrace what you have. And so I'm very proud of my age. I'm proud of what I had to really work very hard for, even with my skin, um, you know, um, and my body, my health. So I want to share that with everybody. And I, you know, I'm ready to really take this platform and speak to women who are over. I mean, I speak to women who are young as well, but people who are over 50 and, and guide them through and, and, you know, make them feel like it's okay. It happens to me too, but this is some of our tools or this is how we can work around it. Um, And just really listen and hear, hear them. But I want to take this opportunity for my platform is to really share um, beauty and health and strength with um, our, with our clients and our audience. Definitely. It's kind of going back to the beginning. Um, uh, it's like kind of like you're seeing the beauty in everything and allowing others to see it too. But Natalie, we'd love for you to also, yeah. Absolutely. You know, that too. I think we, like, like we've all said during this incredible conversation that, you know, we love the fact that G-Beauty is so multi-generational. You know, we love the fact that mothers and daughters, that friends are coming in, you know, and this conversation is really starting And again, not so much about like what, you know, how much did you spend on that product, but what your routines look like, because there's such wealth and, um, you know, age, really the, the idea of aging beautifully and loving your life, whatever stage that you're at really comes through when you love what you're doing and you enjoy what you're doing. Um, I think for Miriam's demographic, what's been so great for her now is that there are a few incredible women like Anastasia, like Chris Jenner, like Brooke Shields that are like Diane von Furstenberg. I mean, yeah, Norma Kamali, Diane Furstenberg that are outwardly celebrating their essence and their presence and their knowledge and their expertise. And, you know, us for like Celine Steph and I are like always like, oh my God, mom, like, we want you to do more. We want you to talk more. And Miriam doesn't come from the generation of like in front of the phone or the camera all the time. Like my kids are going to blow it out of the water at six. They're already fixed. Exactly. So, you know, I want, we, we, this is really Miriam's time. I mean, even we like hearing Miriam talk about her story just even moments ago, really like, it's like, wow, you know, because life has changed so much and what women are doing or have gone through to get where they are is truly incredible. And so talking about Miriam's routines more is so important because she actually really walked the walk to get where she is. And things have changed so much for so many of us and us included in business um, that she is really the example of what it takes to be successful, whether that means the way she conducts herself in a business meeting or the way that she puts her makeup on every day. I mean, it really, it comes to life when you hear like my peers and I'm in my forties. And so like my clients that are in my age demographic will come to me and say, you know, I like really love what Miriam just taught me, like with the concealer and how to, you know, press it into certain areas of my skin. And, you know, we all want to learn something. It just goes to show how much we are all in, 
you know, how much we want to learn and how much we want to take in. And so we are really, we focus on Miriam and her teachings and her experiences and what she can share a lot with G beauty. And it's something that, you know, even girls in their twenties are like, what is going on? Like, I want to be that. I think, yeah, I think that Akash, you were saying, you know, is it a product? What is it? I think for us, it's always starting with a conversation. We're very blessed that we have a community an audience, a clientele that we've been building for 20 years. So we're able to kind of, you know, speak to everyone. What are we, what are we feeling? What are we talking about? You know, and then whether that means we form, we create a service to, to support that we create some type of experience or we create a product. And I think for us, you know, we're kind of like overhearing anti-aging and it's really about like aging well, aging for longevity, taking great care of ourselves, getting a great routine, getting great results, like being in your prime. We always say like, we love the name prime skin because it's just your prime at any point. You don't have to be a certain age. It's just now, or it could be in the future. Like it's just that, you know, creating like an optimal state for yourself or an optimal health and wellness is like our biggest our biggest effort and would be our biggest blessing if you received that in any way from us, you know, that's really what we're working towards. I love that. I think it's like embracing your present state is so powerful and there's beauty at every point of the journey. And I think what you guys have with this multi-generational uh, kind of force behind the, the G beauty uh, empire, uh, it can be so much more, but it has to let everyone sing. Um, Cause it is that everyone's got a story to tell each and every one of them, even hearing everyone's side. It's like, but it has to be cohesive in its authentic why. And I think that comes from, of course, Miriam's first initial why she wanted to do this. And I think you guys have really breathed and lived this. And I want to ask now is sort of the future um, of G Beauty, uh, you know, a bit more on the business side. Are you guys looking at creating more um, studios? And I mean, selfishly i'm saying you know especially a wink wink in london i know you have one in miami one in, but like we need one here it's definitely on our minds i think we want to grow yeah you know we want to grow g beauty we want to grow the experience and offer what we're doing to more people we always say like the people who are you know with us in our community experiencing it they love it and we just want to do that share that more so you know probably a couple studios in a few markets we know we have some like great supporters and clientele and and then really grow the makeup brand you know we really have something with this like easy effortless you know no makeup makeup for longevity and you know finding great retail partners and really growing the audience but keeping it really about you know this dynamic and keeping it really true to us you know and also growing our skincare yeah we have some really exciting products launching this year so you know just mm-hmm. working on the product development pipeline is just like exciting and all the feelings but we've got some great things planned for this year and um, just want to share it with more people amazing well I'm going to go to fire round questions soon, but I do have a very mean desert island question. So you're probably going to imagine what's coming. So you're invited to a founded beauty retreat. Imagine uh, one day I hope to actually do this with all the founders. That'd be so fun. But for now it's, it's a, it's a virtual. And uh, I'm saying, unfortunately you have to bring one G beauty product with you each that you can like conquer and divide. You've got four of you. So you could technically get four options. So I'll start with Miriam first. What is your one Go to G Beauty product. Um, we have uh, we're getting ready to launch the G Beauty face oil, and that's the product I would take because if you know me, I'm constantly putting oils and serums and masks on my face. But this oil is hands down so effective, and you can use it all over your body. You can even put it in your hair. Um, I don't know. Do you have a hair oil? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to get that. Um, but it's the uh, it's the G Beauty um, face face oil. Amazing. Well, we'll probably let's try to like plan to launch this episode. I don't know when you're launching it, but we'll launch it the similar time as you launched the face oil. So then when we launch it, you can tell everyone to go buy it straight away. Wow. That'd be amazing. Um, and then have uh, let's go with uh, we'll go in order. So Natalie. Uh, you're next. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I feel like, you know, I do, I do wear prime skin every single day. So I think for me, I would probably choose prime skin. I will go with one shade warmer than my skin tone because if I'm on a desert Island, I want to have a glow. I want to have some warmth that glows my skin. Um, So prime skin has got SPF. It's oil free. 
I'll probably do one pump and I'll just make myself feel very, you know, natural and lean into desert island vibes. I'm there. Amazing. So we've got a face or we've got prime skin. So Natalie, no, it's Natalie. Celine, your turn now. I'm trying to predict what Steph is going to say oh, because if we're sharing. I know, but I don't think she's going to say that. I have two, but I guess it would be the cleanser. We're launching alongside the oil. We're launching a collection Ooh. of skin prep. Amazing. And essentially it's, it's skincare focused. It's skin enhancing products for makeup. So it's basically getting your skin ready to put your makeup on. So we're launching this incredible cleanser. It's called Duo Cleanse and Buff. And it's a gentle enough gel that has a very fine scrub in it as like a little polish. So I think that coupled with the oil and the prime skin is a great combo. Yeah, there you go. I hope you're going to say my next thing. I'm going to round it out with a color stick. So my favorite shade is Pinky Beam because everybody looks better with a little bit of blush. So, and I am feel so naked when I don't have anything on my lips. So these color sticks are so easy to blend and glide. So up my cheekbones, on my <laughs> lips, and then everybody will have that. a nice pop of pink. That's great. Love we'll that. literally be the four people on the island doing each other's like makeup and touch-up. <laughs> You'll be the only brand as well on the island that will have four products because I don't think I've ever had a four. That's right. Four there you go. Yeah. yeah. So you're very lucky there. Um, but uh, So we're now going to go to fire round questions. There's three questions I'm going to ask you all. And then I leave you to it. To, I know you have a lot of stuff to do today, but we're going to start. Um, we'll do the same order. So Miriam, I'll start with you first. Um, my first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving? And maybe we'll go for beauty brands that maybe are stocked with you guys too, because that could be great for people then to discover them. My, my, my beauty brand is Dr. Sabag. Yeah. Um, there's no, I can't even say the words. I, I really admire him and his beauty brand and his collection, um, especially the red line, the um, age maintenance collection so for me it's uh, dr sabag amazing uh, and how about you natalie um i connect to founders you know i'm very connected and i love founders that really you know that you feel a true connection with so for me i love a brand called agent natur that we so proudly retail at g beauty and the founder jenna cabello we've adapted we've connected on a very personal level um, but I think that that founder's story, like Akash, what you are doing is so important and bringing out, you know, the people that are behind their businesses or in front and stand beside is truly incredible. And I admire, and I love it. I'm, it, it's just, I'm so, like, I'm so passionate and excited about it. So I would choose agent. I also do use a lot of agent as well. Um, and do really connect to the product philosophy and the founder, Jenna, um, and I do, yeah, of stuff. I'm sure oh. I'm like trying to round it out because I know we all have our like loves and they're all collective. I do wear a lot of Barbara Storms products as well. That's I true. find for my skin, I love the combination of the light textures and qualities of it. Um, I love the ranges. You can really customize your own regimen. And I, I've seen incredible results with my skin from some of her like incredible products. I have to say they, they really have helped change my skin. Amazing. And Stephanie? Uh, Joanna Check. She transformed my skin with her products. But in person, when we met, I had my own philosophies about not using oil on my oily skin. And she literally brought me to school and said, you have to start using X, Y, and Z from her line. And my skin has changed, honestly, 180. It's unbelievable. So Joanna Check. I love it. She she came on the podcast. And, I know. And she what, what's amazing with her is I actually worked at Dior for many years in the head office, and I remember she was coming on as one of our skincare ambassadors, and that's when I started researching her a lot. And I didn't think I would ever leave Dior, and I didn't think I would create a brand. I didn't think I would create a podcast. And it was just such a three sixty moment to be like, I was the one researching you in the head office, and now like I'm interviewing you. It's pretty cool. It was amazing. That was a great yeah. interview. Yeah, it really yeah, was. No, I, I no. do use her product as well. So it's yeah, just... Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. fantastic yeah. what she's built. Um, my next question, um, we have only two more. Uh, next question is, do you have a favorite quote or like a saying that you keep close to your heart? So Miriam, I'll go with you first. I see it. I see it. Oh, I love that. 
And it really connect, again, connects me to the beginning when you said like, you see the beauty, you just, you know, you see it. And I think that's such a powerful statement. So I love that. I see it. Um, Natalie? I feel like I'm just like running through different scenarios in my head. But one of the things that I think connected us as, you know, family and business in the studios and everything that we're doing. Um, and it's something that Mary would always say, you know, once the door opens, it's showtime. And I think what's so significant about that is that, you know, the idea is that we all have stuff going on, but once you, how you start your day, you know, and how you enter into a room and how you, you know, begin filming, if you're, you know, shooting content. And the idea is just that you're here for your community and for other people. And so it's important to share who you are on the inside. Of course, everyone wants to know you personally, but we really are here to do a job and I want to impress. And so for me, it is very much like showtime, you know, Love that. but oh, I'm ready. Amazing. Uh, Celine. I have two. Um, my short one is I always say to myself, like, keep it moving. Oh. And I'll say it to, you know, we say it a lot, but it's kind of like, if you're feeling stuck in your head or on a project or lingering too long on something, it's just like, keep it moving, you know? And the other one that I say is, Maya Angelou, who said, you can't use up creativity. The more you, the more you use, the more you have. And I always, I say that to myself a lot because you have to kind of like continuously be creating in your mind to get to the next place, to get to the next idea. And you aren't going to run out of your ideas. You're just not, you know, and you'd have to be generous with them. Like sometimes I'll just, somebody will say they have this business and I'll just say, you know what you should do that. It just comes to me. And I'm like, you have to be generous with it and share because I would want someone to do that with me. And it just keeps my own muscle going, you know? I love, I'm going to share, I mean, you, you, you are like my sister, you're both the creative director, you're creative director, correct? Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect, I'm going to tell her that quote because she's a creative director of Fable in Maine. And I'm going to be like, there you go. Like that's a beautiful one. Um, and lastly, Stephanie. Uh, this one definitely comes from our upbringing and our parents, but the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And we teach that in our company to everyone on our team, the way that we clean the washroom to the way that we formulate a lipstick to the way that we put ourselves together every morning should always be with the same level of excellence. And if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. So we always say that to ourselves, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And so we wouldn't do something half-assed. We are going to do it right, no matter what it is. Oh, I love that. Well, my last question, guys, um, is, and I'm really interested about this one, is uh, if you weren't currently involved in doing or building G-Beauty, what would you be doing? So I'll start with you, Miriam. I love children. So I would probably be um, either a teacher or have a, a big home where I can bring children in who are struggling um, and give them the kind of love and nurture that life has. Um, that's, that's what I would be. Oh, that's amazing. My nickname growing up um, um, was Mother Teresa. So, oh, you know, I, oh. I've always had that kind of nurturing, loving, giving part, you know. So, and I love children so much, you know. Oh, Natalie. <laughs> I think that for me, you know, what's interesting is that I grew up, Celine, when Celine and I were little, we did not play with Barbies. We played um, store owners, accountants. My mother, like she mentioned, she started her career in like computer finance. And so yeah. she would bring home cash registers for me, like calculators. And so I would make, I would force Celine to play accountants and we were actually Madonna's accountants. So I think that so I think that for me, while I don't know exactly what I would do, I know that I would take myself to create something in business. I'm very invested and interested in the business side of business. And so um, something along the lines, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years into G Beauty and I am not going That's anywhere good. until I get my goals I'm working on my vision board and I'm seeing it. So an entrepreneur for sure. Um, but what that is, I, I think I'm, do, I'm really doing what I, what I meant to do. Amazing. And C Celine? Um, I think I would probably be working at a magazine, like probably be a creative director at a magazine. Like I think when I was young, you know, we had a lot of like 
family friends around us who were in the fashion world and there was like styling and designers and editorial. So I thought that I, that was like, and I was very drawn to magazines, to editorial. And then I realized that I didn't really want to be, um, like styling or doing the clothes, I started to look at the layout and I didn't know really what that was, but I was looking at the type or how the pages lined up or the flow and experience. And then, and then I, somebody told me that that was what the creative side did or the art directors or the creative directors. I didn't even know that that was a thing. And then trickle down from there. I went to design school and studied graphic design because that's really kind of pre G beauty or as it was starting what I thought that I really wanted to do. So something in that, in that realm. Amazing. And lastly, Stephanie. If I had the skill, I would absolutely be a big performer on a stage. Yes. Um, if I could sing or dance really, and you know, unbelievably well or act, I would do that. Um, but I think at this point, you know, what, again, grateful to do so much of what I love. I really do enjoy being a content creator. I would maybe do that even on a bigger scale. Um, and one day I'd love to start, you know, a business with my partner, my, you know, future husband and we're kind of like building our tools and our skill sets now to really figure out what that will be. But I've always been an extroverted performing front of the camera kind of person. Oh, well, guys, it's been such a pleasure. Sorry, I took so much of your time, but I felt like there was this so much to go incredible. into. So I'm so happy we got to speak. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You were such a treat for us. Like such an honor. Thank you. No, it's an honor is all mine. And, and uh, thank you for being patient with me. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a trained host by any means. So this is very new to me, all this stuff. But, uh, but uh, hopefully... I, I did it well, but, um, but where can everyone follow and continue to follow you guys individually and the brand? I followed you all on Instagram. I just found you guys, but maybe you can tell everyone to follow you guys. So maybe, uh, first, maybe one of you wants to take rain and tell everyone social media handles. So on Instagram, yeah. we're at G beauty, G E E. And then the word beauty, all one word. Uh, Miriam is Miriam G beauty. M I R I A M G beauty. Natalie is Natalie G beauty. I'm Celine G Beauty, C E L E N E G Beauty, and Stephanie is Steph G Beauty. Well, I think Natalie is N A T G E. Yes. Yes. N A T. Oh, Nat G Beauty. Sorry. Nat G Beauty. But we all tag each other, so like visit G Beauty and then you'll see all of us. Well, I'm going to make it easier for everyone. I'll just put all the links in the summary so everyone listening can just literally tap away make sure you follow every single one but also the brand so you can get the most up-to-date news and i think we'll correspond this with the launch of the the new skincare range so hopefully uh you guys can shop straight away as well so it's been such a pleasure guys and hopefully see you very very soon in person yes yeah the honor is ours trust me yeah truly